I so appreciate what God has been doing for us. But you know, really, the things that God has been doing, the ones that are being saved, they're the ones that's really blessed. Amen. And I know they know that. But there will be a day when they'll know that better than they know it tonight. Praise the Lord. I so appreciate the people that's been working in the altar. And uh, I, I just feel so bad because that I don't have the strength to work in the altar as I used to. But I'm glad we've got some young people with some strength that's willing to put that strength into work and in action around the altars. Praise the Lord. The service today was so wonderful. I thank God for what He did, for the way that Sister Tina preached, and it was just so good. From the book of Isaiah, chapter 33. And I'll just read... One verse, verse 14. Isaiah 33 and verse 14. Please do pray that the Lord would help us and help me to preach to us tonight. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness hath surprised the hypocrites. Who among us shall dwell with the devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings. Too much of the time for the things we like, we use the pronoun us. For the things we don't like, it's they. Somewhere else, some other place, some other time, some other group. But what I read to us tonight said who among us. I don't know just altogether how to explain how I feel about how that includes tonight. But I'm going to tell you this. It includes everyone that's under the sound of my voice tonight. Who among us, who in this congregation shall dwell with the devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with the everlasting burnings? It would be easy to preach or to say, those people that are doing so-and-so over in town tonight, over in Fort Smith, some large city, some of them, they're going to be burning eternally someday. We've got to get closer than that. It is who among us, who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings. If mom and dad are here tonight and the children are here, it is who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings. Amen. If you're here by yourself as far as your family is concerned, you are included in us tonight. Okay? Maybe there's just a couple that's come to just see and wondered about us. But tonight, you're included in us. Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? 
Could I ask every one of us tonight, would you say that with me? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? Oh God. Oh God. As I tried to pray, I tried to search for something that would be so uplifting to us tonight. And uh, I guess you would say, I would like to see us all intoxicated on the Spirit tonight. But something constrained me. I've got to tell us something else. Somebody else is going to be there tonight, Dale. And I've got something else you need to tell them. The ones that would be so lifted up, there will be another time for them. But there may not be another time for someone else that needs to hear what I'm going to give you for tonight. The us part of this is bothering me. There was a man that had been anointed king over Israel. Saul by name. A wonderful man. He was taller than everyone else. And he was a goodly person. But he sinned against the commandment of God. Amen. And even after he had sinned and murder was in his heart, and he was trying to kill a man that was better than he, that he was jealous of, that man in his love for that king's soul that was wicked now, said he was God's anointed. Amen. But he died the death of the rebellious, of the one that knew the commandment of God and disobeyed. He was one of God's chosen people. If David would have talked about us in his day, it would have included Saul in what he had to say. And when he died, David mourned and wept because he was one of them. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ handpicked 12 men to follow Him. To be someone that He could leave with them the teaching that was to come on down to our time. Some of those men wrote down what they heard and saw. But in that group of men, there came the day when Jesus said, it had been better for one of you if you had never been born. Amen. Amen. And they were wondering who that was, but they soon found out. He betrayed our Lord sold him for 30 pieces of silver. When he saw what he'd done, he came back to the temple to the priest, offered them back the money. They said, what is that to us? See thou to that. They wouldn't take his money, and he threw it down. Amen. He left there, and he went and he hanged himself. I want to read in Acts chapter 1, beginning with verse number 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, The number of the names together were about an hundred and twenty.
Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus, for he was numbered with us. He was numbered, the one that betrayed Jesus and went out and hanged himself. He was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. I don't want to say anything to upset anyone if you have a difference with me on what I say about Judas. All right, I'll be reasonable with you. I wouldn't argue with you about some things. But I believe that he was one of the twelve that Jesus went out. That Jesus sent out to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, and even to raise the dead. Amen. He was one of those that Jesus entrusted with some power. He obtained part of the ministry. Verse 18 said, Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong. He burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gushed out. I may not have this every detail worked out, but when he threw the money down in the temple, they took it and they purchased the potter's field. Was that where it was? The field of blood, it was called. Amen. And Judas went out to hang himself. I don't know if he got up on a high rock, a cliff, had an old rope, something that wasn't very good, didn't tie a very good knot or what. But evidently he put the rope around his neck, having tied it, tied it to something higher. And he must have jumped. And the rope either didn't hold or it broke. And he falling headlong down there, burst asunder and all of his bowels gushed out. What a horrible death that man died. What a horrible death that man died. What a horrible death that man died. But that wouldn't be so bad if that was the end of it. Worse yet, I read in Psalm 69 and 28 where it said, Let them, and he was one of the ones I believe he was talking about, let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. Revelation 20 and 15 said, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I don't know about his name so much, but he was one of the twelve that Jesus said, Rejoice not because the devils were subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. But I read in Psalms where it said, Let his name be blotted out. It'll no longer be there. And the Bible said that everyone, that their name was not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. Woo! If 
Peter would have been preaching about this message here when he talked about Judas he would have said who among us and said that included Judas who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings pray for me that the Lord would help me to preach to us I won't preach very long tonight, so we need to believe the Lord and pray. Judas had seen Jesus heal the sick. He got a basket full. There's 12 basketfuls left. After Jesus fed the thousand, I believe there was a basket left for Judas to see the miracle that Jesus had performed. Amen. But if I read my Bible right, and if I understand it right, he is burning where the rich man is burning tonight. Amen. He is burning. His name was blotted out of the book of life. It's no longer in there. Who among us? I believe there will be so many people in hell that knows the words to amazing grace that it would be a great choir if they could sing that song but in hell there will be no singing amen brother John Lee I believe there will be enough people in hell that knows the Bible that they could preach the Bible from Genesis to Revelation but there will be no preaching in hell that will all be over with because some of them were one of us one day but they went the other way they denied the Lord Jesus they turned him down their name was blotted out it was not found in the book of life and they were one of those that was turned into hell into the everlasting burnings into the everlasting burnings into the everlasting burnings I wouldn't doubt but what But there are people in hell tonight that their mom and their dad were holiness preachers. And they had heard them preach many times. Amen. There's children that's going to hell that attended Christian school. That their parents tried their best to shield and shelter them. I believe in it. All three of mine graduated from Christian school, and I thank God. But I want to tell you that is no guarantee that those children will be saved. That is no guarantee those children will be saved. Amen. Oh, preachers, how many have you preached to that you suppose are in the flames tonight? How many do you reckon you preach to, Brother Autry, that's in the flames tonight? How many have you preached to, Brother Terry? Would you know? Somebody probably has, Brother Vernon. Brother Braxton, do you suppose, Brother John, there are people in the flames tonight that you preach to? Oh, God. One night... This was just a few years ago when we were having Thursday night midweek service. It's Wednesday night now. There was a man and woman came to our church. And they were the picture of sin. I mean the gutters where they came from. It was awful. It would not be appropriate for me to tell you all about them. 
Amen. But thank God they came to the house of God. Oh, praise the Lord. And God sent that wonderful conviction that we've been feeling around here. The woman's name was Donna. His name was Junior. And I knew him pretty well. I didn't know her so well. I'd met him for a while before. But they came to the house of God. God put that Holy Ghost conviction out there. And she just came a-crying to the altar. She must have been six foot six tall, and she wasn't a bit pretty. Amen. But she was a soul, and she was lost. Amen. They went to the bars and the clubs like I go to church, and more often maybe. Amen. But weeping and crying, she wept her way through the salvation. After a while, she looked up. I want to tell you, the Lord had beautified the meek with salvation. She looked so different. She is so glad to be saved. She is so happy to be saved. It's so good we just had church the next night. And she came back Friday night. And oh, it's so wonderful. She is so happy to be saved all through the weekend. But it didn't last too long until she is back out there again. Oh, God. And a few months ago, they brought me word. Said, do you remember Donna Millis? I said, yes, I remember. Said, someone cut her throat and murdered her. She was one of us for a little while. But I fear that tonight she screams in hell. I preached to her like I'm preaching to you. But she went out and away. And where is she at tonight? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burning? Proverbs 29 and verse number 1, and you can probably quote it. He that being often reproved and hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. That's the reason, children, I'm preaching to you. Don't harden your neck. Amen, Brother Dale, you made it strong on us. I know it, but I love you is the reason. Don't harden your neck after a while. This life's going to make a change for you, and you'll change to another world. And which world are you going to? That's the reason I'm preaching to you tonight. I don't want one here to dwell with everlasting burnings. Well, preacher, those people that came by and knocked on my door, they said there wasn't any such thing as that. I read in the Bible where Jesus talked about they were tormented forever and forever and eternal fire and everlasting fire. The people that told you that were lying to you. They were telling you wrong. They didn't get that from the Holy Scriptures. That's something man-made. There is an eternal everlasting burning like a fire that won't cool off. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Where are we at here? If some of us could see the future for some of these little children around here, I won't tell us it do something to our hearts that hasn't happened to us yet. My sister's second older than I. Some of you knew her, Laureen. She was a chiropractor. She had other things that she wanted to do other than the immortal. 
She wanted to have her good time. She did. Maybe. But a few years ago, in her condominium, home by herself, sewing at her sewing machine, she had a stroke, fell in the floor dead. And I don't know, I think they told us it's what, probably two days? She had been there 48 hours, it was over 24 hours before they found her in that condition. But they brought her back to Tulsa for the funeral. And oh, I remember how my daddy wept and cried. As we stood there at the coffin that day for the job, daddy's mind run back when Laureen was a little girl. And he began to weep. And he said, oh, my baby. He remembered the times when him and Mama used to rock her. He began to talk about the times the Lord had healed her when she was just a little girl. And he'd say, oh, my baby. But she's gone. And she's in hell. Can you imagine what that does to a parent's heart? He went on to talk about some other things. He said, oh, how she used to help us at church and play the piano and sing, but she's in hell today. That's my daughter, who among us, that was in the Crawford family that I am a member of. Oh God, I've got some other sisters that's gone on that we have hope for, but not her, who among us, who among us, how close down do it get does it get to us, do you suppose? Amen. Amen. I had a niece that was killed in an accident. And she was with another man other than her husband at that time. It was in the wee hours of the morning. And they told me a lamb fell out of a tree they hit, came through the top, and crushed her. They had the funeral. And my sister, that was the mother of this girl, my sister and her husband, oh, how they wept, feeling that their daughter was in hell. Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? Oh, God, help me to preach. Help me to preach, Lord. years ago I was in the military I say a few it's running to a long time ago now 25, 6, 7, 8 years ago ever how long it's been and uh, I was a medic and you know we took care of things that soon causes your heart to grow hard brother Johnny you know what I'm talking about and you saw more so than I did because of where you were at. But those GIs would go out on Saturday night drunk and come back and we'd try to patch them up. One black boy, he went out and he decided he'd practice his karate on window panes. And I don't know how many he uh, got rid of before he became disabled. And uh, he was in surgery a long time. He was a mess. It didn't bother me. I'd already seen enough. That wasn't bothering me. I could stop, change shifts, 
or somebody relieve me in the midst of something like that, go eat my lunch, come back and just feel good all the time. I had no compassion. I'd lost it. Yes, I still trying to pray, but something about that had hardened me. But one night they brought in a little girl about a year old, a little less, maybe ten months old. When they brought her in, there was just gobs of skin hanging all from her body where you could see her body. We asked, what's happened? The mother was hysterical. They said that mother was preparing supper that evening and she had an electric skillet on the cabinet and the grease was boiling in the skillet. The cord hung down over the edge of the cabinet. The little girl couldn't walk, but she could hang onto the cabinet and walk. And she walked around the cabinet. She came to the cord and she just pulled on it and it turned upside down on her head. We started working, cleaning that up. At first it didn't bother me. But I got to thinking about a little girl that I had at home that was about 10 months old, same size. As we took that skin that was cooked, third degree burns over about 90% of her body. You say she couldn't live. She did. Third degrees over about 90% of her, her, her body. As we removed that skin that was hanging there trying to get something we could work with, I got so sick at my stomach, I couldn't stand it. Fell out Called another medic to take my place and I had to go out. I was sick. Why, I got to thinking about my little girl. If that had been her, I want to tell us parents something. The flames of hell is much worse than boiling grease on top of a little girl's head. Oh, God. Oh, God. If you've got children that are lost, when you begin to intercede to God, it ought to be enough to make you feel sick at the pit of your stomach. Oh, God. Oh, God. To think that my little girl, oh, she's grown now, she's married. But that one that I love, that I rocked, that we cared for in the night that I got up with when she was sick. Oh, to think that she might someday grow up and be in the flames of hell has made me pray like I've never prayed. Oh, God. I didn't raise any one of the three, Brother Terry, for the devil to cause to be lost. I didn't raise any one of the three to burn in that everlasting burning. How many did you raise, huh? How many did you raise? How many did you raise to want to go to hell? Huh? Oh, God. Brother Braxton, I know you love those little girls. Which one would you be willing to sacrifice to everlasting burning? Oh, God. Would it be the Lisa? Would it be Lashanda? Are you praying, Barb? Oh, every day, every day. Oh, God. 
who among us there's going to be some out of this congregation that I fear it's going to burn in everlasting burnings. They're going to dwell there. I'm trying to do my best to reach you ever who you are and ever where you're at. That if you don't give your hard life to God, that's where you're going to be. Burning, burning, burning. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? If you're sitting next to a friend, if you're sitting next to your husband or wife or a child, or brother or sister, would you take them by the hand right now? Would you take somebody's hand there next to you? I want you to do something. Take somebody's hand there next to you. Would you say with me, Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? Who among us? Would it be this little boy? Would it be this little boy? Would it be this little boy? Come here, son. I know your daddy loves you. Oh, I remember when my little boys was this age. It wasn't nothing for me to carry them around when they were bigger than this and how I loved them. And they loved me. I want to tell you, I didn't raise them to go to hell. Did you raise any of yours, brother Johnny, to go to hell? Which one did you raise to go, huh? Which one would you say? Oh, which one? Which one would you sacrifice? Brother Ferris, I know you love those girls and that boy. But which one would you sacrifice? Not a one. Brother Metcalf, which one would you? Oh, not a one. Not a one. Not a one. But somebody is going to dwell with everlasting burnings. I'm preaching to you the truth tonight. Somebody is going to dwell with everlasting burnings. I fear it'll be someone in this congregation tonight. I want to invite you to come in a little bit. I want to tell you how you can escape that awful place called hell. Revelation 20, verse 11. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Let's go to the judgment just a moment before I tell you how to escape this. They were judged according to their works. If God called you into account tonight for the life you've been living, do you really think that He'd think you as a Christian? He knows everything you've been doing. He knows every bit of the immorality in your life. He knows every time you've drunk a whiskey or a beer. He knows every time you smoked pot or shot it up. He knows everything you did. If you're standing before Him tonight, what do you think He'd think about you? Huh? Huh? 
He'd read your deeds there. He's got them recorded. The Bible said, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Amen. I don't know how the judgment will be. I wonder sometimes about it. And I'm just saying, I wonder if God judged like it was in the day when Achan sinned before God and they brought him by family by family. They'd have brought him by tribe by tribe, household by household. After a while, man by man. When we got there, me and Carolyn and Sonia and Dwayne and Brett, I wonder if the Lord would have something to say one of us. Depart, I know you not. Oh, God, we are coming to that place of judgment. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Can you visualize a lake of fire? It's bigger than you can imagine. And there's nothing but flames and flames and people that have gone there and flames and people and the screams and the weeping and the wailing and the gnashing of teeth as those people are in the torments of hell. Who among us is going there? Who among us? Oh, God. Oh, God. Revelation 21. 7 and 8. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Oh, God. Oh, God, do you want to go there? Anybody want to go there? All you got to do is just keep living in sin to go. That's all. I want to tell you how to miss that place. Luke chapter number 13 and verse number 1. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifice. Give me a song ready. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these were sinners of all Galilee because they suffered such things. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Someone said, I'm not as bad as those other people. Jesus said, except ye repent, you shall likewise perish. Except ye repent. Except ye repent. Amen. Or those 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam fell, and slew them. Thank ye that they were sinners above all men that dwell in Jerusalem. I tell you today, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Oh, Jesus came. 
to save you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He died for you. He loves you. He don't want a one here to burn in the lake of fire. He don't want you to be lost. Sir, He don't want you to be lost. Ma'am, He don't want you to be lost. That's the reason Jesus died on the cross and shed His blood that whosoever believeth in Him, if you'll repent of your sins and believe in Him, you can miss that place called hell. My efforts are too feeble tonight. I really believe, I really believe I've tried to do my best to reach you. I felt the Holy Ghost here. But oh, I didn't reach far enough, I fear. Would you come tonight while they sing and while we stand? Jesus wants to save you. He don't want to send you to hell. He don't want you to burn in everlasting burnings. But He wants you to be saved. Those of you that's been praying, would you come right on to the altar and begin to pray now? Those that have been praying that's just been saved, if you need to be sanctified, you need the Holy Ghost, come on now and begin to pray. You that are lost, would you come sing when you're ready? Would you come and pray with us tonight? You didn't just happen to come to this service. God knew you were going to be here. Oh, oh Lord, I want to go to heaven. not saved tonight. Come on. You need to pray. If you're cold in your heart, not toward God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Would you come and pray with us? The Lord wants to save you tonight. He don't want you to be lost, but He wants to save you. Would you come and pray? Come on, sir. Come on and pray with us tonight. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you and he wants you to be saved. Come on. Ma'am, would you come? Come on. Jesus wants to save you. He wants to save you. He don't want you to go to that awful place called hell. Come on. Please come. Please come. She can come. She can come with you. Come on. Come on, would you, ma'am?
Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Thank you.